It's not like when you hear like a brand new fucking Ras Cass song or something like that. Yeah, I hear what that. What the man. fuck is that? It's not like brand new Red Man, and you're like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> and it's like, you were my hero. Yo, yo, welcome back to Shotgun the Orcs podcast. It's your boy Tom back again, joined with, by Aiden and Jake. Uh, we have another very special oh. guest today. He's part man. He's part lager. It's London-based oh, no. rapper <laughs> C.L. Brooks. How are you doing, man? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, man. Just as we were saying, just kind of holding it down in lockdown, oh. trying to stay sane. Mm. Yeah, likewise, likewise. Um, sorry, that's <laughs> the marching band going on in the background. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a marching band going on in the background that that is. Um, my, my girlfriend getting ice out of the freezer. Um, yeah, no, we've been, as you can tell, yeah, we've been drinking quite a lot, considering the ice on the freezer. Um, but it's it's good, actually. I'm surprised. I was hearing this thing, it's been a strain on a lot of couples. Oh, we've actually, we're arguing less than last year, so it's, it's all right. Yeah, I hear that, man. I hear that, man. It's yeah, like the well, nation's coping mechanism to drink more. Like, I mean, I that's kind of my crutch anyway, but I've just been, yeah, on it constantly, man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it's... it's every it's, day it's the same. It's like that Nine Inch Nails song, man. Every day is the same. It's just like, it literally is the same every fucking day. But, um, and somebody else said Groundhog Day, some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's caused me to, to behave in some odd ways, definitely. What I've what I found is just like... um. Is is people people have sort of forgotten about how to just generally interact one another with one another in person and like even on social media. I don't know if it's like you know when people talk about Mercury being in retrograde and that and shit like that. Maybe yeah. it's one of them things. I think people are just all moving a bit mad at the moment. Do you know how twenty twenty is the year that every planet will retrograde? Oh, so it's, it's just a shit year in general, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I picked I a good one to drop an album, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know. What does retrograde mean, man? Because I don't know. I don't know fuck all about this sort of stuff. I'll just quickly define retrograde. I think it's when you have a deficiency of something. So, um, wait. So retrograde. Google. Is it just a? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's benefit, quickly firing off. Oh, dude! I keep I keep my dictionary on standby. So um, it's uh, an adjective directed or moving backwards or reverting to an earlier or inferior condition. Oh, man. So, so now I know what James Blake's singing about in that song. Makes oh. sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, shit, man. I feel, I feel bad that you even know what he's singing. Like, yeah, I, I haven't heard that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, you know what I heard? Like, I remember his last album dropped over. It was like, oh, yeah, this shit's going to be fire. And then like, I think a lot of people were like, oh, it's not as fire as he wanted it to be. So I just never checked it out. <laughs> Fair one, man. But um, what have you been doing besides drinking um, during lockdown to kind of channel, you know, your creative like to get your kind of creative outlet and stuff like what you've been you've been watching or reading or listening to anything in particular inspiration wise i mean usually when i'm not in this in this uh lockdown sort of scenarios sorry let me just pass this soup um 
Like, I would go out to art galleries and go for walks and just generally party and meet people and shit. Um, I reverted back to watching The Sopranos for a minute. Yeah, man. I'm on it as well, man. How yeah. far have you got into it? I'm I'm deep into season three, but like, I had to cut it short like two weeks ago because, you know, it just gets dark. I think well, Ralphie beat the stripper to death, innit? Oh, so, man, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I just thought, I don't need this media in my life right now, man. I need some positive, <laughs> yeah, positive he, shit going on. He's a horrible bastard, man, Ralphie. Yeah. Like, does does a... he get, you can ruin it for me. Does he get mapped off? Oh, man, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin it for you. But there is, um, like, he's into some kinky shit, though. In, like, season five, I think he's with, like, Tony's, uh, Tony Soprano's sister. And she's there just, like, pegging him. <laughs> and, uh, and that, that, that Richie son, Richie's son, the one who's, who's shagging his, his Tony's daughter, he's a novel as well. I hope he gets fucking pepped. Um, oh, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just one of those, man. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, you know, it, it's inevitable. Um, well, I'm yeah, just that's, watching uh, Gangs of London today. Gangs. You finished it? I, yeah, I finished watching Gangs of London today, yeah. Oh, man. Is that a new thing or like, is it a documentary or what? No, it's, it's a new thing. Literally just, I think it just came out the last, the last month. It's got, um, John, you know, Peaky Blinders? John from Peaky Blinders. The, the main character, don't you? Yeah. I don't think it's the not, main, not the main one, character, brother, one of, The younger brother. But he's, uh, he's the main character. I, I would see the mad one in Peaky Blinders. I've only watched like the first few episodes of it with my dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, no, Gang, Gangs of London is good, man. I saw on Twitter, I think a lot of people weren't really vibing with it. Right. What? Man, I, it's, I, it's amazing, I can, man. I can see why, because there are some parts where it's a bit like, you know, is, is this, would that really happen? Is this quite... Is oh, that, man, who's questioning it? It's, it's <laughs> like, who's questioning that shit, though? Because it's Isn't like, it? if you... So basically, did you ever watch a, a film from a few years back called The Raid? It's like Indonesian. It's no. like a proper, like, high-octane action movie directed by a guy called Gareth Evans. He's like Welsh. Oh, and like, and he's proper into his martial arts, so it's like right. ultra violent, really kind of perfectly choreographed fight sequences. Yeah. So like, I saw this advertising Sky Atlantic, this Gangs of London, and people were marketing it like, oh, it's a new Peaky Blinders. But then his name was on it, and I was like, all right, okay. So it's kind of a cross between like Harry Brown and like the Raid. It's basically like basically Lon- London gangsters yeah. all kind of, you know, yeah. you've got all kinds of um, kind of ethnicities and stuff, and 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 um, I just think nationalities fighting each other. It's madness, man. Yeah. I think, I think it's, the- I, I like gangster cinema and stuff like that, but only when it's like executed artistically. Like, I think like, you, you know, like, and that's something that British films haven't really managed to grasp. Like Guy Ritchie's sort of grasped it a little bit, but sometimes he's just too yeah. fucking gobby. Um, Probably the best example is like Sexy Beast, and then the yeah. most recent is maybe like The Business with Danny Dyer in it, but that's still got shit parts in it. Yeah, man, think, Sexy you know, Beast is a classic just because of like um, like Don Kingsley, uh, Don Kingsley, you know? Yeah. Um, no, it, Don Kingsley. No, so well, Ben Kingsley plays Don Logan, doesn't he? I've got the fucking names uh, crossed up. I don't even fucking know. My, my girlfriend put me onto it the other day actually, but um. But yeah, I feel like just just that British gangster cinema hasn't caught on with looking good. It just it's just got all the oh mate, I'll fucking stab you in the gallivant stuff, you know. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> it don't have like nice cinematic shots and shit. People can this, argue this, that this is different, man. Yeah, it's got like a big budget and shit. Well, but... So where where would you put Top Boy then? Oh, Top Boy, like I I admit I haven't watched because I watched first first season. I just found it so depressing, bro. I was just like, I can't be watching this depressing thing, but like, I get depressed myself. <laughs> but it's the first season, you know, when his mum goes mad and that, and he's oh yeah, weird. I forgot about actually. Yeah. yeah, that's dark, bruv. So I was just kind of like, I think at the time when I was watching it years and years and years ago, I was just like, um, I'm just not going to watch it, you know? Yeah, yeah man. Um, I think the thing is with, like, Top Boy, it's, where it's grounded in reality versus, like, Gangs of London. It's so, like, OTT in terms oh, man, of, like, the fighting and the violence. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. Kind of, it's, 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 to your point, when you say, like, it's something well-made, is it, like, done in kind of an artistic way? Yeah. Like, this really is, man, just from, like, the choreography and the action action sequences alone. For a TV show, like, mm-hmm. the storyline's paper thin. Do you know what I mean? It's really kind of by the numbers. But the fucking mm-hmm. action sequences are, like, nothing else you'll see on TV. That's it's cool, Just, man. like, it's crazy, man. So, um, no, if that's your thing, watch. check it out. If it's not. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. I'll check that out. So, gangs and like Other than watching Sopranos Wells, uh, I've been reading this book by a Nigerian feminist author. Um, I forget her name because I only started reading it, but that's pretty cool. My girlfriend gave me that to read. I don't normally read shit, so just reading anything is cool. Um, and. Oh, yeah, yeah, I read, like, a few short stories here and there. Like, I've got some books of Japanese short stories. And then before that, I was reading... Um, Japanese short stories? Yeah, yeah they've got some good ones. I've got, I got, like, some modern contemporary ones in my how, favorite game. How do, book, you, so. how do you get onto that? Wabi-sabi. I, I like Japan. And, like, also, like... Uh, I don't know if you're like familiar with like Haruki Murakami and like yeah his, man yeah, Norwegian like, Norwegian word and um, Norwegian word. Yeah. So like he wrote the foreword of this. Uh, it's like a it's it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's quite a new Penguin book of contemporary Japanese short stories. Um, he's amazing, mate. His his writing's amazing. He is. He's fucking surreal. I really like him. Uh, he's one of my favorite authors. And then recently I've been getting into this guy, uh, Jorge Luis Borges. He was a Spanish writer from the 40s. And he wrote like books like Labyrinths and The Library of Babel and shit like that. And it's just really, really surrealist stuff. I mean, like, because it's written in the 40s, it may just be the translations. It comes off like a bit kind of boring in terms of diction, but like... It's kind of it's the kind of shit that you can't translate into cinema, so it's nice to read for sure. That's um a really yeah that's a really interesting point, man. Because like there is some literature that you think like there's a, have you heard of Cormac McCarthy? He's like an American writer. He wrote like The Road and like No Country for Old Men and and um one of my favourite books. I know of The Road, but I haven't yeah seen yeah. It's, it's, so those were made into films, but he, he famously wrote one called um Blood Meridian. And it's about mm-hmm. like scalp hunters in America. And Let me write this down. What did you say? Blood Meridian by who? Uh, Cormac McCarthy. You'll notice I like doing this. That's cool, man. Yeah. It's a service <laughs> we provide here at Shotgun the Orcs, man. But um, yeah. but but yeah, it's so it's kind of famously unfilmable because it's like of its kind of like um unflinching violence. Do you know what I mean? Um, okay. but it's really it's so well written though, man. Uh, if you're into kind of like I don't know, it's hard to really pinpoint you know what it is and 
and what it's about, besides kind of like a, a group of scalp hunters going out into the wilderness and, and encountering all kinds of, kind, you know, really fucked up shit. Yeah, yeah I never really got into, like, American writers other than, like, fucking Steinbeck. God, I love Steinbeck. Well, like, the classics. Of, yeah, this has turned into book club. And <laughs> so, sorry, yeah, man. No, 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 man, it's all good. Um, so I guess we should probably get onto on, onto the music man so um yeah. say, man, i think i'm like i'm a little bit dyslexic because like when i first saw your name written on paper like cl brooks it just didn't like register in my mind oh no that's fine people think it's some other shit they're always like oh is it carl brooks or, Cliff brooks or whatever. <laughs> i was for me, i was just trying to like read it out phonetically and i couldn't um and then obviously you like mention your name in tracks and stuff i was like cl brooks sweet we got it but you used yeah. to go by is it um uh lewis hammock yeah, Louis so, Hammond. Louis Hammond. You dropped a bomb on him there, bro. No, nobody's got on me with that one. You know. Like, yeah, man. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I fuck, I fuck with, I fuck with you for looking into that, man. Thank you for doing your research. Um, even though I uh, pronounced it wrong, but we'll get over that part. <laughs> no, no. So, so, so Louis is Louis is my middle name, and I think I don't know. Hammond was probably like me, like being like, because that was some shit I did. Sixteen, I started doing that, and there's some really like I was really into that like, odd future and shit, and like you look at all them freestyles, and I'm saying some really absurd things, and like Louis Hammock is sound kind of like the name sounds a bit like Earl Sweatshirt kind of name, I guess. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then CL Brooks is like in 2014 in SoundCloud, like everybody was just like they'd sort of abbreviate their names and get rid of vowels kind of like how in 2012 like ASAP Mob and Space Ghost Purple put loads of V's and X's and everything yeah. and shit so like it, it, it all comes from a place of never really thinking this through permanently <laughs> <laughs> I read that, like, yeah. nobody really knows like, how things are going to go and obviously like so if I'm right in thinking so you link with um, Man Like Verbs on Pathways for the Slow Loris track. Yeah, and then, and then that kind of led you to work with kind of Mori and then obviously put out Microwave Cooking 2000 on Blah Records. Mm -hmm. so, by the way, so I still need to get my um, Pathways uh, vinyl from uh, Man Like Charlie Hallam. He, he's got it from oh, Verbs when he came down. I still haven't picked up from him, the bastard. But um, oh. I need to, sorry, that's just reminding me to get the vinyl from him. But yeah, man, so, so that... Um, so the album uh, with Mori, what was mm -hmm. kind of the creative process behind that and the, the kind of the chemistry behind it? Because it works really well, man. Um, it was, yeah, so obviously I went, I, I went around Mori's crib. I did, that, I did that first track originally for Burbs on Pathways, um, Slow Loris. Um, and yeah, so I did that. And then uh, and um, that was rather quick because I had the verse like, sort of written I, you know I just had a MacBook full of fucking bars so I just like boom so then we sat there and you know start clicking and then we made Camel Blue and then I think we might have made Salt Shaker and we saw and, and those two beats were made from scratch using like he got really excited because he just spent a load of money on these records from japan or something that cost him like 40 quid a pop or something so he's like running through this shit and like i've never seen anybody do, like i don't know if you've seen people produce 
sometimes with like you know a lot of people sometimes they play the record and they just listen and they you know they hear things and they go oh, I like that but uh, maybe I'm giving too much away but like <laughs> I don't want to give away his secrets you know what I mean but I, like sort of you see so I saw him do it in a completely different way to that where you know he, he really really just segmented everything and just had like almost like a collage and I was like whoa like this guy really fucking A knows what he's doing I mean I, I was aware of what the man done before and what Blah Records was and shit um, but I'd, I've always just listened to American rap music and like I don't until I really got put on with Blah, like, it wasn't really something I was listening to on a regular basis, but now it's like their family and shit, so I listen to them so all the time. Blah, was Blah the first UK you got put onto? Nah, like, yeah, but I've known about UK hip-hop forever. I've just, like, sometimes found it very cheesy. Man, I'm going to bring up an old interview that I read. Um, I think it was from five years ago. And someone asked you what you think of UK hip hop, and you said, "Oh, it's just full of old dudes." And then you just went, "Except," then you were like, "Except Jess and Skinny Man, like that's that's it." But like you were like, "There's a lot of old dudes." So you just, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you so much for actually like really like googling shit, man. That's that's an old interview. Yeah, for real, for real. Like I did really feel feel that way, and I still do feel like that way. Like there's only a few people that I actually listen to in the UK. Like I listen to the people on the block and. I listen to Trell. Um, I listen to a few of the boys up in Birmingham, like all them underground cats, uh, like, you know, Tony Bontana and Frank Armstrong. My favourite rapper in the UK is Comrade Mondi. Um, and shit, I don't like name dropping people because I always feel like I miss people out, you know what I mean? But like, I'm I'm slowly just building. The thing is, I've had to listen to more UK hip hop in order to understand the audience. Like, because if you're making a record for a UK hip hop label, then you're not just gonna go and make some shit that you necessarily want to make. You just make what you want to make for the people, right? Yeah, I mean, I hear that. It's also kind of. Do you do you think that because of your kind of specific style? that it kind of just fit the chemistry was there with a label like blah do you know what i mean so yeah, it was sure. like a prerequisite it was just like you know what yeah we'll put you out on blah because like we feel like your sound is at home here oh yeah for sure and i'm, I'm not acting like i never heard of the motherfuckers or anything nah man i knew about them guys and listened to the music you know what i mean like, I've, I've, I've rated them like, like i say like to be honest like if i wasn't like if of the only UK hip hop I was listening to around like 2015, 2016, it was just like Lee Scott and Trellian and CZF Baby and shit like that. So like, you know, that's that's how I knew because like my boy Lil Big Smoke was always playing their shit, always going on about them, inviting me to their gigs. So like I knew about them, I was like, ah, these guys are hot. Like, so I just knew it was the right idea, innit? Like, yeah, man, that makes sense. So like, yeah, um, yeah. how how's the reception been so far for um for the new project, Microwave Cooking? Good, fucking good, man. Shit, I'm surprised, yo. Because <laughs> obviously I... you've been around a minute, but it's kind of like 
content just seems to be dropping really rapidly from you at the moment. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, whoa, man, this guy is on his grind. Do you know what I'm saying? It's kind of... It's, well, so it's, my, my thing, I made, I made the project and then like we had like, you know, was it four months, five, six months run up for it. So I'm there. Uh, I'm, I actually, I went to, you know, when uh, Lee Scott and John Baxter dropped that uh, happy hour at the super fun Megadome thing whatever it's called it's a very long album they name. must I'm have sure. done that on purpose I, i'm sure i'm sure they'll forgive me for forgetting the title of that album completely but um but anyway like um yeah so i was there and um you know i'm pissed anyway like because everybody pissed but i was such a lot i was like look, look i'll do all this shit for you i'll give you this album like just let me let me just have a slew of fucking eps to try and build myself up before we do this and uh he said yeah that's fine like you know just like don't be dropping shit while i'm while we're dropping shit and i'm like yeah of course not i'm not a fucking idiot um and yeah man that just kind of seemed to work um i'm very fortunate to be around some of the people that i have like like honey jd who who records all my music videos and people like moriachi who's like been doing a lot of mixing and mastering for me, people like Keena, OG Bloops, Dylan the Infamous, all those Donnies that have like just been there since day one, really like putting in work with me. So like I'm just trying to like bring them all with me as well. That's it, man. Yeah. And for those that don't know, Honey JD, that's Loud House, isn't it? That's Loud House, man. That's that's the fucking if you wanna like if you want to find like something new maybe that you haven't heard before by a very very young aspiring rapper in the united kingdom that's 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 where you're going like the um yeah i've seen the, there's a great video called uh oh man what's it called what up or something like that uh let me google by this guy m nagino i think he's from italy Right. And just like, it's an understand by M. Nagino on Loud House. It was put out three weeks ago. It's only got a thousand views, but it's one of the most interesting like songs I've heard in a while. He's got such a different accent. Yeah, yeah. Because like, he's like from another country and, you know, it's just so different and cool. And Loud House is off, like, I think, I guess like, you know, like, well, JD said this a zillion years ago when he started it. It was like fucking, he wanted to do something like Lord of the Mics and create a space for everybody to be together and do things and just flex. And that's what all the early Dark House videos are. They're all freestyle videos. Now it's mostly music videos, but the earliest Dark House music videos, all the videos of freestyles are IMDDBs like on the first videos like, of that channel. So, like, I think, like, you know, this kid, like, these two guys, JD and Noah, like, they're, what are they, 21? Something like that. Smashing up. Young, fuck. Yeah, yeah, they're very, very young, and they're just, 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 like, the illest kids, like, just so happy to to fucking be there when, you know, and, and like me, they're learning, you know. So it's good to be around people that are learning because like, I don't want somebody telling me what the fuck to do all the time. Like, it's good to be around people that, like, everybody's like, we all have the same end goal, which is just to succeed. And we're going to w- work on that by putting things together, our own minds together, rather than, like, 
it's going to be this way, you know? Okay. So when it, so that's, that's an interesting one. So when it comes on to like, like making a music video, do you already have the concept and your idea in your head or do you go to someone and talk about like possibilities? How does that work? Um, up until recently, no, I don't think, uh, up until about the Camel Blue music video, I don't think I don't think there was any real like sort of idea of what a music video should necessarily look like. It's more it's more based upon the the location. Like um, I like I, I have an idea of where I want to do it, what time I want to do it, and what I want to wear, mm-hmm. and maybe just like how it how I want it to be edited do I want it to have like lots of reverse do I want to be upside down or something like that and that's a rough idea but like I let I let JD really play you know what I mean like yeah, we, man. We, we we he's he, he's an artist <clears throat> like like some people might call me an artist I just I, I write raps but like you know whatever like to each their own I consider him an artist and that's what he does so that's you know we work together so you know the the video that you um, shot in Lisbon. So so did you go over there with the intention of shooting a video, or were you in Lisbon and thought, "Fuck it, we'll shoot a video"? So we were meant to originally film that video. So like original plan for that video was we were going to rent out a jazz bar in London. Oh, oh real shit. nice man! And sort of film it and have it all kind of looking like we're like a jazz band. Because Capri Sun, Capri Sun is from Oregon. I've been working with Capri Sun since like the early SoundCloud days. And he's been like a friend of mine. But I only met him in December time around. Yeah, the first time I met him was December time. Where did you say he was from? Sorry, man. Uh, Eugene, Oregon in America. Near Oregon? Near, oh, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Near, near, near California kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so then he came down December, stayed at mine, and he was traveling around Europe. And then he went off to Europe, uh, he went off to Spain and Lisbon and shit. And it was looking like it was difficult to get him back to London. And it was also like the same amount of money for us to fucking rent out all this equipment and the venue and this, this and this, as it would be just to get an Airbnb two plane tickets for me and the guy filming and, yeah. you know, and his pay for filming it. So, for fuck it, let's go. I've been to Lisbon before. I already had an idea of, like, what sort of areas are cool, like, what looks interesting. So, like, that was just, like, we were literally, imagine we're, we're pissed up at the pub. It's, like, midnight. They just shut the pub. And um, I'm with Big Smoke, Mori, uh, Sophie, my girlfriend. I don't remember if I was with anybody else. They just ring Salah and go, well, should we go to Lisbon and film it? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and boom, next thing you know, there's just these tickets there and I'm flying out in like two days or something. And it was like, all right, then cool. Man, that's crazy, so man. Two days there and luckily it was good weather on the first day. The second day it pissed it down all day. <laughs> it was the fate, man. It's fate. Mm. But uh, yeah, every all the planets are aligning like they are this year. Weird retrograde shit. But um, <laughs> tried. But um, you've got, obviously got a lot of like visual content 
out at the moment and after, over the last kind of few months putting things out consistently you recently did like a blast style in as well which was sick um so how significant is like visual content for you as an independent artist um i don't know if it uh, for, for independent artists it matters as much as it does for rappers uh one second so yeah i don't know like it it doesn't I was I was actually I was doing an interview earlier today, a written one, and uh, they were saying sort of like the same thing, like what what kind of role do you think visuals play in music today? I was saying like in my opinion, as a rapper, you know, part of being a successful rapper is like fifty percent being a good rapper and fifty percent being cool, or at least sixty forty. Yeah, especially in UK hip hop, I think. Oh yeah, UK hip hop definitely. I know there's a there's a lot of people who I know who can really really rap, but they walk funny and they've got a weird haircut, so I don't want to listen to them. <laughs> yeah, like, call them out. Call them out, mate. I want to know who they are. No, 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 never. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. Like this, this is the thing. Like if so, if you if you took some of my bars and you said them in a normal fucking voice, and you look like something else maybe it wouldn't be the same thing and like you yeah, know there's yeah. there's that element of things and I, I do like i do understand that it's not just my music that people are coming for it's my character as well yeah, so man. I'm, I'm not all like oh yeah i'm a great musician you know what i mean <laughs> no but it's um, cool like talking to you now because like getting the context that you you sound like how you rap do you know what i mean it is very much you it's like you're being like genuine and it's um Thank you. I, I, I don't. I don't think I do. But you know. Do you know what I mean? No, no. Do you know what I mean? When you rap, it's kind of like when you started talking. When you um, you know, picked up the phone call, it was just like, oh yeah, there he is. I recognise that voice. I recognise. Yeah, the tone, yeah, yeah. Tone of your voice. Um. So that kind of cadence and that kind of because your flow is kind of not like the most like technical, but it's very like concise and it's very like the bars are playful. It's funny, but you know more so in your latest project than they were before because you've kind of. Um, your earlier stuff was a bit darker and that kind of thing but like did that style and that kind of tone and that cadence um did that come organically or did you work on that um well i think like you can hear my voice getting like you can hear my voice change from like the louis hammock stuff definitely there is like a slight more of a nasal a nasal approach that I started using. I started talking through my nose more. Um, that that could have been like uh, that. That is this. There's like yeah. It's, there's an intention behind that as well. Like I like phonetics. You know, mm-hmm. there's uh, the idea of the rapper being the final instrument of 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 a beat. So you know, you need to complement that. Um, there's as well, it's just like, um, uh, basically I, so I grew up in, um, well, I bought, I was born in Aylesbury and then, uh, at three years old, I moved to Tanzania with my mum and my dad and my brother. Oh, I man. And, uh, yeah, so I lived there for five and a half years and then lived in Uganda and Ghana. Fucking hell, man. And cool. came back to the UK when I was in year eight and then... 
went back to Tanzania and finished school up until I was That's 18. That's crazy, man. Mate, fuck. <laughs> I've, been to Ga- I've been to Ghana before, man. Where, Accra, was it? Yeah, yeah, well, I lived in Accra, yeah. That's crazy, man. So, like, what like, what was that like growing up in, in all those kind of African countries? It's very different. It was, it was very, very nice because, like, um, my dad my dad was working for Guinness. So, um, you know, like, our accommodation was paid for. My education was paid for. I got our... I got to live like a very, very comfortable life and like, you know, got to meet like lots of different people from so many different backgrounds, you know, like some of my best friends growing up were South Korean, Mormon. Oh yeah, yeah. Random things like that. We international um, school then, I Yeah, so yeah, I went to yeah, international yeah. schools. Um, so there's that which has an effect on my accent as well as being from the south of England and living in the south. And then my father's from Doncaster and my mother's from Nottingham. Donny Soldier. Yeah, my dad's a Donny Soldier, yeah. So, like, he speaks very, like, northern, you know. So, like, I I still, I, I have a bath. I don't have a bath or maybe I do have a bath. <laughs> I, it depends because my like living with my girlfriend for the past four or five years now has kind of like altered it a bit. Like I say, I'm a bit more southern in my in my words, but there is definitely a confused accent. I see it in like YouTube comments and shit. People are like, where the fuck is this kid from? Like, what the fuck is that with an accent? Like, you know what I mean? But no, it's no shame. Like, you know, we just just. Yeah, fucking my makes voice you is... unique, doesn't it? It's that kind of um, it does, it does. distinct voice. Like no, no, no one's ever going to mistake you for anyone else rapping on a track. Do you know what I mean? They're like accentless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm essentially accentless because I've, I've never really. <laughs> I, 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 this year, I think I've been living in England as long as I've lived in Tanzania for. So like. I'm still getting used to like actually living in this country. Like I came back in 2013, and it was just like a bit of a culture shock. Mm. Like you know, just like yeah, mentality and yeah, yeah. Things yeah. things move a lot faster in the UK, don't they? Like, like quite... I don't know. Life is very fast paced in, in developing Africa. You know, what I mean, like it's very, very, very fast paced. But like, um. No, no, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just the way people are different. In, in, in Tanzania, if if you're walking down the road on the morning and you, or any time of day, and you see somebody, you you greet them, and you don't you don't greet people. So it's just like just yeah. little things like that have me confused. Like you know, so now now I'm getting used to it. I, I like, but yeah, yeah, man. But there's kind of um, similarities to being up north in the UK. Like I've, my fam- my mum's like from Cumbria, so like. My family from up north and everyone's dead friendly up there. Do you know what I mean? You go up there and it's nice. Like you just talk to people and you come back here and like people don't talk to each other down here. Do you know what I mean? Miserable. Yeah. I think it's I think it's getting better though because every time I do ask Northerners to come down, be like you know the people being nice to you and shit, they're like, yeah, it's actually a lot better than I expected it to be. You know, I mean the tube is the tube thing. Like nobody fucking talks to each other on the tube. (laughs) But like you know people. People are getting a bit better in London at, at communicating and saying hello and stuff. I think, <laughs> yeah, but but for for a long time, 
Maybe maybe it's just me and how I'm very approachable and I make eye contact with like randomers and shit and get myself in stupid situations. That's a, that's a good trait though, man. That's 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 like not a trait to like be ashamed of. That's cool. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. That's kind of But you know, I've got I go for a walk down fucking Islington and I'll get told about Jesus about three times while I'm there. <laughs> and I ask for uh, come come out with no change and no cigarettes once I'm done. <laughs> And you've and you've learned a lot more about Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, fair so one, go, going from from Africa to um, to England, man. How did you start getting into into rapping and writing? Uh, I started. Think of it, my first. Yeah. You know what? what really got me into rap music? Like I'd always listen to rap music. Like since a very early age, like the first rap music I ever heard, I think was. Um, Straight out of Compton by NWA. Nice. And then um, some some public enemy stuff that my dad like. My dad liked that really, really like upbeat, like quite um, you know big drums. Uh, uh, aggressive uh, aggressive yeah, yeah. early nineties stuff with right. sort of higher BPM. I mean he wasn't because because he really, really liked punk music and reggae and he liked sort of music with messages and shit. Um, so quite a, quite a varied taste then. Yeah, yeah, my dad had a super varied taste. Like, um, he he like, uh, yeah, he, he loved music, and that's a big inspiration behind my music, behind like my music taste. Um, but yeah, so then I think what really fucking got me into rap music was I think he bought me. What year is Get Rich or Die Trying? Is that 2006 oh, man, yeah. or 2003? Yeah, it's earlier, isn't it? Wow, what year? So how old was I if I was born in 1994? Get Rich or Die Trying? I in think I was, fi- I was 15 when that came out, man. So um, wow. 14, or fi- 14 or 15, I think. Yeah. 2003. 2003. I, yeah, was I was nine. I was nine. Dad bought that for me. <laughs> Damn, man. 6th of February, shit. 2003, yeah. That's yeah, so crazy, that shit man. put me on. And then um also this is Mad Corny yo. Uh fucking Linkin Park, they had the lyric booklets. And I'd read Mike Shinoda's bars. <laughs> and Mike Shinoda wrote his bars perfectly in the lyric booklets. Like he literally added like four, 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 four. So that kind of uh, it gave me an inclination of like how to do it. Uh, I think I wrote my first rapper, maybe like 12 or 13 though and I'm 25 now and I started taking rap seriously when I turned around 18 and I probably started publishing rap music around when I was 16 right so yeah I mean it's been about nine nine years since I first started publishing rap music on the internet mm-hmm. for, for someone that's 25 that's quite a long time actually I was just thinking about it the other day. I was going to make a soppy Twitter post, but I decided not to because I was a bit pissed. Yeah, I have this rule. If it takes over seven seconds to think about it, just don't tweet it. <laughs> but I, I was thinking, like, literally, I was going to fucking not do this if when I turned 25, if nothing happened. And then this recently, just there's been some good signs. Like, not amazing signs. I'm not fucking a millionaire or nothing, you know what I mean? But people are showing love. That's that's the thing, man. That's it. I mean, at the end of the day, like, as I said, like, the trajectory's just kind of gone, like, 
you know, from to naught to a hundred in like a matter of minutes. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like whoa, like oh shit. Crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm fucking my numbers like. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to brag about shit, but yeah, <laughs> fucking, it's fucking gone crazy in like a month. Like in like a month, like it started going crazy when Balamy shared some shit um, of me. Like Balamy rarely posts videos on their Instagram, and then they put something on Instagram, and then it just went, and then with the album, and just like it's just been this constant up and up and up and up and up. And every time I see a four, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? <laughs> Like, what? say, like, Monday, Monday, we dropped the video and it did, like, Blast Island did 5K in, in 24 hours. This one only did 3K in 24 hours. I was fucking beating myself right up about it. But I'm thinking, oh, nice, Blast Island. But that edge, that, that competitive edge that I have is what's keeping me going at the moment. Me just fucking being like, no, it's not good enough. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I so, hear that, man. Yeah. But that's, the com- that's the competitive, um, I guess, quality that, you know, that just exists in hip-hop. Do you know what I mean? Like, you compete with other people, you compete with yourself, it's just, like, you're your own biggest critic, and that's what kind of drives you to to create more music, do you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and Yeah, I have a big respect for athletes in that respect, in that sense as well. Like, that whole thing, like, I really compare, like, you know, do you remember one kid in school, he had no fucking, like, no birds liked him, and he wasn't very, very good in class or nothing, but he just mashed out football every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's always that one kid, man. <laughs> that's that's what it is, man. And you just have to be like you when it comes to rapping, otherwise, like. Yeah, I hear that, man. Don't do you think it's weird, like the differences, like the fundamental differences culturally between like us Brits and Americans? Like in America, what mm-hmm. the person you've just described is the popular kid. You know what I mean? Like the jock, the person who's like, do you know what I'm saying? It's like really, really into sport. That's kind of like the epitome of like oh, yeah, they're going to do really well in life. Whereas over here, it's, like, a little bit different. I think maybe America's such a big place, it's actually kind of hard to tell because, you know, like, that might be... It might be that... That might be the case for, like, one, like, you know, school in, like, Oklahoma, for example. But, you know, like, a high school in fucking Manhattan, it might be about, like, the kid who's fucking, you know, getting the most gal and is, you know, wearing trainers and he's smoking <laughs> the nice sweet and shit. And I yeah, think, man. yeah, it, like, do you know about Weirdon? Of what, sorry? Little, we are Don or Weirdon or whatever his name is. He's just little, you on SoundCloud. He's massive, man. <laughs> he's, he's bigger than me, bro. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's smashing it. He's this little white kid in America. <laughs> and, like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing, bro. Like, but he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, man, you got to find him on Instagram. He's, like, there, like, with the strap and some lead in the fucking chain. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't follow SoundCloud as much as I should do, man, because there's, there's some good stuff on there, isn't there? I don't really keep up with it too much anymore, but there's, like, a few, like, OG people that, like, you know, you just got to keep tabs on. Mm. But sometimes, like, people like, you know, Tops and Doof and uh, all these random, like, old SoundCloud producer names and shit, like, they're real, like, they drop gems, man, you know what I mean? I love yeah. that shit. I love SoundCloud with all my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so who else are you um, listening to at the moment, man? New shit? Anything, man. What else are you kind of... To... What are you listening to? What was like the last thing you listened to, for example? Literally the last thing I listened to 
was uh, this guy called Spiros Zagareos, <laughs> me and my girlfriend listened to. Nice so my, girl, my girlfriend's, uh, she's um, half, but well, she's a quarter geek, Greek Cypriot. Um, and like, yeah, so like she's got like, a big like Greek family. And like, yes, yeah, so I'm really listening to some Greek shit because I like Greek shit. But um, what have I been listening to like on a day to day? I've been listening to really gassy hip hop just to get me fucking motivated. Like, <laughs> Cameron, MOP. Yeah, boy. Yeah, you know, shit with a lot of one-liners and punchlines and shit. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, shit. Killer Shaw from back in the day. Do you remember Killer Shaw? Yeah, man, I do. <laughs> Killer Shaw, yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Killer Shaw as well for some reason. I don't know why. No, me. It's weird, isn't it? You kind of go through phases of just like, you hear something or something reminds you in a movie or like in a show and you're just like, shit, I forgot about that. And then you just dive down the rabbit hole. Or is it just me? I just kind of... Yeah. No, I don't, no, 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 you do. You do with YouTube. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, go on. You were going to say... Aiden, you were going to say something. No, I was saying, <laughs> I was saying man, I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah, man. Like that little sort of YouTube rabbit hole, man. Just kind of show Easily happens, man. The other big thing, which like, I just like, I sort of just have to mention because I think it's like, it's almost like apparent maybe in my sound or something like, is is Griselda Records. Like, I feel like Griselda, like just all the West Side Gun shit, mm-hmm. everything that they do, like, man, when they, like, they went from Jimmy Kimmel to Far in the Booth. And I, I like literally anytime like I have this thing like anytime that they win like everybody wins like it's just such a big move for all this hip hop that we've been dying to see on a popular sphere. Yeah, man. But for years I'm, and years and years, you know. And and it's admirable that they're doing it like they're in their like you know late thirties as well. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah, like, they've, but, been, they've been about a minute, uh, and they've they've always had a big cult following. They've got so much material. Um, but yeah, it's sick to see that they're still, you know, kind of like blessing the world with this really like decadent, gritty fucking hip hop. Um, I think they just think they're, they're incredibly a well curated projects. Yeah. And be like, you know, just it's just good. It's 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 good rap. Like it's not that real hip hop shit. Like they're not being miracle spiritual individuals. You know, <laughs> it's not like when you hear like a brand new fucking Ras Cash song or something like that. Yeah, I hear what that. What the man. fuck is that? It's not like brand new Redman, and you're like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> and it's like you were my hero. Um, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, Redman. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Reggie. Uh, well, we can hear it because I don't want to fucking collab with him now, do I? I mean, if I had a time machine, we could go back in the day. But um, yeah, mate, he's kind of he's a bit washed now, isn't he? To be honest. Um, I saw I, I saw um, Meth and Red live a couple of years ago, and they brought oh, bro, bro, I'd be gassed, man. I'd be like kissing their feet. And that still. The, the, the thing I was going to say was because um, obviously like Method Man's had like the Hollywood makeover because he's been in a lot of movies and stuff. So he had like you know the kind of real gleamy like pearly whites. He's like yeah, but fucking Red Man looks so old, man. He looks like next to <laughs> it's weird because I saw him about ten years before that, and they did bro, basically man. the same set. They did basically the same set. It was when Blackout Two came out. And um, and Redman aged terribly, like during that decade. And Method Man basically like stayed exactly the same. 
Mate, you're literally just you're you're just you're you're subliminally cursing me right now, bro. Imagine what I'm actually gonna like. I'm gonna do it. Like, look, I'm 25 fucking years old, and I look like I'm about you know 29, 30. <laughs> Aiden's 15, so like. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, my, 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 yeah. Months, mate. Yeah, Aiden, how old are you? Bro? You look younger than me. Now I'm 24. No, wait, no, wait, sorry, what about my man, top corner? Me? Uh, or 25. Jake? 25, yeah, shit, man, yeah, I look, I don't know, man, you look a lot fresher, fresher than I do, with 25, <laughs> big up to you, man. 45, fuck, I'm 32, 32 man. <laughs> 32, no, you look good for a 32-year-old as well, man. Bless, man, appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, flat, flat, hey, man, you look good, you know, flat, man. Flattery will get you everywhere, CL Brooks. That's what I do, I've just been going around kissing arse, and that's how it happened, bro. Like, don't don't believe anything. I I didn't work hard at all. I was actually just noshing bare man off to get where I am. (laughs) All the way to the top, man. Oh, fucking hell. It's not who you know. It's not who you know, it's who you blow. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) man. Who said that? Superhands. (laughs) <laughs> nah, actually, sorry. That was bad to me, so yeah, I tell that back. Fire Festival, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, we'll shit. See. Did you watch that documentary um, on Fire Festival? Um, Fest- oh, yeah. Dude. Shout out to Ja Rule. What was that tweet that he, he tweeted recently, didn't he? He was just like, oh, if anyone needs me, um, I'll be in like Alaska or something. And yeah, then, like, yeah, yeah. Somebody was like, man, nobody's needed you since <laughs> 2003. <laughs> Dave Chappelle, man, ain't it? Like, it's just like, ever since Dave Chappelle cursed him off with that thing, man, like, where he's shut up. Oh, fuck, bro. Fuck Ja Rule. The thing is, though, you listen back, yeah, I used to hate Ja Rule with passion, man. If I, if fucking little nine-year-old me had met Ja Rule, I would have been swinging for him. <laughs> hey, man. Even back in the day, though, he was calling, man. He was just like a DMX knockoff, wasn't he? Like, that's all. Was- no, the whole point was I was I was buying a dive for G Unit, mate. I was part. Yeah. I, I, I was going to G Unit. I was part. I, I was in the back in the fucking in the album art. Trust me, like Tony Yeo was on the wall. <laughs> I remember. I remember <laughs> listening to the Jar Rule diss uh, Eminem, where he says um, that that Kim's a slut. So what's Haley gonna be when she grows up? And I was like, Rah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. This is the thing, you listen to Ja Rule now, like, and them songs with, with Jennifer Lopez particularly, which apparently isn't even Jennifer Lopez singing. Apparently it's uh, Ashanti singing, not mine. I'm real. Oh, yeah, Ashanti was like, it was the, um, what was the label called back in the day? Uh, Murder Inc. Murder Inc. Murder. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I'm real by Ja Rule. I bump that shit on a sunny day like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what I will say, man, what I will say, that fucking joint he did with um with Fat Joe and Jada Kiss, New York, that was a banger, to be fair. Like, I oh, fucking yeah. still rate that track. <laughs> have you, yeah. Have you seen that um, 50 Cent's been putting out music videos recently for like songs that he put out like 10 years ago? <laughs> Oh fuck yeah, bro! <laughs> I rate that dude. It's, it's like what? It's like the and, and Mexico. One of one of the like twenty music videos, I swear. Yeah, yeah. One of one of the videos. I can't. I can't for life remember what what the video was. But it, the video was like it was. But the song was by someone featuring featuring uh, Fifty Cent and Wiz Khalifa. But mm-hmm. the person it was originally by wasn't in the music video. But they did <laughs> the video. 
classic yeah. 50 man. <laughs> basically just I mean, like, cover off it and just rub it have the, you the seen video? 50 Cent's been like trolled by like this graffiti artist who keeps kind of doing these graffitis of 50 Cent's face on dictators on like a dictator's face it'll be like King John Um but it's like 50 Cent's face so we don't so I and, it, and he just keeps tweeting like who the fuck keeps doing this shit to me framed <laughs> <laughs> on the wall I love that video where he throw, does he throw Tony Yeo or Young Buck in a bush <laughs> uh, I think, I think, I think, it, him. I think yeah. it's Yeo man and there's another video there's another video where like some geezer like steps to him and like it, like obviously 50s not sure but like even 50s misses like ain't tripping like you know how normally like most people's girlfriends would be like fucking leave it out whatever you know what i mean this bird is just chilling because she knows he will he's a fucking like yeah man i love 50 cent i i, I need a 50 cent like cross <laughs> do, you, do you remember that um that, uh, documentary called beef oh, yeah. that was on youtube because it's um right 50s like interviewed about like ja rule and like you know in those like beast documentaries, DVD, smack DVD kind of thing. Yeah, but it's funny, man, because you know normally we've all. Oh, oh fuck it. <laughs> I like that. Oh man, I'm right, looking at a picture now of King Domin and like. What's that? I have no understanding of the random. <laughs> oh man, Takeshi Six Nine as well, man. Jeez, yo, that one. You can see all his, uh, Who's that? Amy Winehouse. No, it's like, I don't sure. even know, bruv. That's fucking what sick. Is that? That's it right. reminds me of, like, Nigerian film posters. <laughs> 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 it's hard, oh, man. So that's Keshi 6 9 is out now, isn't it? Yeah, is Yeah, he's out. Did he snitch? He's like, uh, uh, grasping no, the people. I mean, he was going to come out anyway, but I think it was on uh, coronavirus grounds, isn't it? Oh, oh right. yeah, that makes sense, man. But on that, that documentary, like Fifty right. Cent just looks into the camera and he's just like about Ja Rule, and he just earnestly says, just like, <laughs> "I just do not like that guy." And he, he's not even he's not even kind of gangster about it or anything. He's just like, "I just do not like that." Man. <laughs> he just hey, fucking we, hates it to his core. We need more videos like that in this culture, man. Like, I reckon like, I was watching one the other day where fucking Max B is making fun of Prodigy from Mob Deep, and it's just incredible. Like, it's just like it's 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 even better than a diss track. It's just like somebody just walking along, being like, "You're a fucking bomb." <laughs> what? So we, need, we need more. We need more UK hip hop beef. Yeah. Negativity for sure, man. Yeah, man. It's all it's all too passive aggressive, isn't it? Everyone loves each yeah, other, yeah, but everyone, yeah. it's bullshit, isn't it? It's because it's the scenes are too small. Like we can't say yeah. one thing about one another, otherwise you know somebody's ringing up you up tomorrow. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> Just did it for the lols, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean there is there is there is like beef there, isn't it? It's just not like public, is it? It's just it's just weird. <laughs> Well but I guess it's because it doesn't have like the commercial appeal that like mainstream hip hop does in the states. Yeah, so yeah, like, nobody, suppose... nobody knows about it anyway. So we if, don't, you, if you know, you know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, your, la- your laugh is fucking it's so funny like if you put if you kind of transcripted what i was saying it would sound awful like because <laughs> 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 i'm right here and you can see my face and i'm laughing 
that's actually what Jake's doing secretly. He's like typing everything what? down. He's just yeah. like, <laughs> typing everything down, man. Yeah. Um, Shotgun yeah. ebook. Ebook, man. <laughs> narrated, narrated by CL Brooks. I'd actually fucking love that, man. Mm. <laughs> well, Tom and Aiden, if you if we had an audio book, who would you want to narrate it? CL Brooks, man. I've just said. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Aiden. Yeah, yeah but yeah, but what book? That's the that's the question. Any oh, book. What, any any book, and you got to pick a narrator. Erotic erotic literature. <laughs> yeah, something like that, man. Fifty cents. Yes. <laughs> Gotta be more specific, man. It's just like what book? Fifty cent. Oh, what, oh. like, what book? Fifty cent. Reading a lot. Of oh, everything I can think of is terribly raunchy and just not acceptable. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, right. Let's get on to some like thought experiments then. If you, if you, if you if you could um if you could collaborate with any artist dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh uh dead. Or alive, man. It can, it doesn't necessarily have yeah, to be a dead yeah. artist. It's not a, a alive. Alive there's too many alive people in there. <sighs> too many alive people. <laughs> you know what i mean like because you either either die like you die or you die a legend in it so like um maybe man from a rap perspective probably prodigy Mm -hmm. okay cool um from like a just a random ass musical perspective um Shit, man, I don't know. Is Bernard Herrmann still alive? <laughs> I'm Googling that. Is Bernard Herrmann still alive, man? Man, your Google search history is weird tonight, man. <laughs> yeah, wait. He, I hope he's alive. <laughs> nah, he died in 1975. Yeah, I'll probably... I'm not, laughing, I'm not laughing that he's dead. It's just like, quite... He, he was yeah. a of time ago. Ha ha, like, Bernard Herrmann's dead. <laughs> Okay, it was 45 years ago on Christmas Eve. Fucking hell. That was, uh, all right, anyway, yeah, man. Okay. All right, cool. Got a bit dark there. Um, so, <laughs> no, but he did, he did, you know, like the uh, the taxi driver theme song and all that shit. Oh, shit. Okay. okay. So he was like a, a composer for films and that? Or? Yeah, that shit would be gangster. So, like, you know, like, like, imagine, like, imagine like Ghostface Killer over some shit like that. Because mm. did you hear like the Adrian Young stuff Ghostface did? You know, um... No, I didn't. No. Even, I didn't even know about it. Man, it's fucking crazy. Um, I can't remember the name of the project. Uh, Adrian Young. Yeah, it's like a concept album where he's like a. Yeah, it's called Twelve Reasons to Die. You got to get on that, man. It's really sick. It's like a concept album. Like a killer comes back to, uh, to like, um. It's like a, a mission of vengeance, basically, but it's a really cool kind of story throughout it. Right. But, the, but the kind of musicianship and like the instrumentals are just amazing. Do you know what I mean? It's like proper, yeah, like cinematic. Yeah. Definitely yeah, worth checking out, man. Sure, sure. Wait, I'm trying to think of a live now. <laughs> Ariana Grande, so I make bank, bro. <laughs> to be fair, that's like probably the most um, like well thought out response. Yeah, everybody else is like, oh, I want to wipe with this really underground guy. 
<laughs> nah, man, I want to work with Justin Bieber, G. <laughs> See me on Trevor Norton. <laughs> My, I would die. I would die a happy man Wait, if I saw a C.L. Brooks-Justin Bieber collaboration. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That happened, man. No, that should be far. <laughs> Obi-Wan's got to collaborate. Obi-Wan's got a song with um with uh, Lil B on it. That's kind of cool. Who's that? Obi-Wan. Who's that? Uh, he's, um, I'm he's... not down with the kids as much as I should be now. Yeah, he, uh, he actually... Um, he's, a, he's a rapper. He's a rapper from the Bahamas. Um, he, uh, he, he did a track... He did an album with Looms called Languid Oceans on Blah. Yeah. Or Mind Dropped. Um, but yeah, like he's like more, 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 more on the internet than the UK. Like I guess like this is like a UK thing, you know what I'm saying? No, man. Not, this is a hip hop thing, man. It's just um, it's good to kind of be educated. You know what I mean? Nah, like, that, that, yeah, I'm just saying that so he doesn't like see it and be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I'd love to like record his laugh as like a sample. Yeah, that's a really sick idea, man. Maybe we could use it. Can we uh can we sample your can we sample your laughter like as, and make a like laughter track out of it? And then just like use it in subsequent episodes of the podcast when if I say a joke that isn't if I say a joke that isn't funny and it doesn't land, we can just like edit your laughter into it afterwards. Yeah, like like in friends. We should give this whole episode to an anime or like that. What's it called? What's that? What's that dickhead comedian that I don't like called? So. <laughs> uh, are you, are you Ricky Gervais? Is that you talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. We should make it like that. We should all be I'm... in the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> why, why aren't you a fan of Ricky Gervais? Oh, man. That's a nut. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> 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 I just don't like Ricky Gervais. Like I ain't seen his new thing, but like, yeah, he just he just seems like he just thinks he knows everything, and it's just like, it's like, bro, how you 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 like? What do you mean you go you go criticize the Oscars while you're stood there getting paid for it? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, it's kind of like it's a bit whack, you know what I mean? Like, if you hate some, if you hate something that much. Don't fucking do it. Like, I get it. It's a joke, though. It's a joke. Yeah, that's. I think that's just his thing, though, isn't it? Like, he's um, he just goes at people, and that's kind of like his whole branding. But yo, to I, be controversial. Yeah, I yeah. like controversial comedians. I like, I like fucking Frankie Boyle, and like lots of yeah. people hate that guy. Like, I know a lot of my friends. Like, I'll be watching Frankie Boyle, and I'll be like, I'll turn this to head off. But I think it's just it's he's just he's just a marmite, Donny, isn't he? He's just yeah, making yeah. music. It's like you either have to really like Ricky Gervais or not like Ricky Gervais, you know. Oh yeah, no, man. It's the same. Like, it's subjective, isn't it? Like comedy, <laughs> music, anything. It's just like I walked past him on the street once, and I didn't bother him. So I mean, like, you know, <laughs> what? What really? Yeah, yeah. I was I was in Hampstead for around. I don't know why were we in Hampstead. Because he lives there, doesn't he? So he lives yeah. in Hampstead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wanted to ball out, so we went to Hampstead, and um, yeah, and he was just walking down the hill, and it was like, oh, Ricky Gervais, and like, instead of being like, oh, Ricky, mate, annoying him, and I was like, oh, let have a nice day, so I don't hate him that much. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, man, that's really, like, civil of you, man, that's, like, probably, yeah, most people probably, I probably would have made a drunken dickhead of myself, to be fair. 
Uh, I, leave, I leave most celebrities alone. Like you encounter a lot of them in London, and I've worked in I've worked in luxury retail before. So like you you work with them a lot, and you almost have to pretend that you don't know who they are, and yeah, yeah. they know that you know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so, weird like dynamic, isn't it? It's mad. Yeah, yeah. Like one time, Aziz Ansari came into the shop, and I was just like, "Hey, man!" And he just like looked at me, and I was just like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man did you ever see that film uh, this is the end you know like Seth Rogen and that it's like the end of the world they're all playing themselves and Aziz and Zari like falls into a fucking crater in the first scene <laughs> I think so all them films are mad similar though like Hot Tub Hot Machine <laughs> shit like they all that and the Hangover like they're all like one massive movie in my head uh, <laughs> that that one though like Michael Cera like um, just snorts a fat line of coke and then just yeah. like slaps Rihanna's ass it's just because he's like a complete warped version of himself sounds like that <laughs> yeah man it's amazing what such a, a funny film Fair so fun. man so C.L. Brooks man like how would you describe him to someone who's never heard him before speaking of C.L. Brooks in the third person uh, I'm never fond of this question because I like to kind of just be kind of cool about it and be like, oh, I would have never wanted to describe myself to somebody. I just want to let them hear, hear the art, man. Um, Half the Toad once said I sound like Leaf Dog from Shoreditch, but that was kind of taking the piss out of me. Um, so I don't know. Um, what would I say I sound like? Some people, some people have said I sound like a UK Danny Brown. Okay. Because uh, of the squeaky voice, um, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't say that. It's not as extreme. <laughs> it's not as like extreme as that, you know. It like, used to be. I think on habits, I was a bit extreme, and maybe that's why. On habits, <laughs> I'm very, very. <laughs> um, what would I des- What would I describe myself as? I'll just be like, you like lo-fi? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. No, fair one. But uh, what's uh, what's like next for you, man? In the pipeline, you got a project coming up, right? Yeah. So another uh, one, another one, man. Prolific. Another one, baby. Another one. Uh, I want. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you about this, but I won't tell you about the next two because you never know. The calendars might. No, it's nothing against you. It's just the the calendars might change. And twenty twenty is pretty much a write-off now, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's never a write-off when you see our books, baby. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, so um, May May twentieth, out is is um, it's a five-track EP that's produced by Jay the Ski Mask with um, my friend Conrad Mundy. He's a rapper from Stevenage. Um, He's like one of my good friends. And we started like making it about three years ago and there was probably about seven or eight tracks. And then we were just like, fuck it, these are the five good ones that we now like after three years and we're not going to waste all this money. And like, it seemed like a good time to drop it, you know? Yeah. And like, um, I think I think it's, it's, it's going to be it's gonna be an independent drop. It's, it's not dropping on blah, on blah. Like Blah Blah's family and that, like I fuck with Blah and I'm going to continue doing Blah projects with Blah, but they've also allowed me the freedom to, um, you know, do my own thing without, within reason, which is the best, which is the best thing for me as an artist. 100%, so, man. Um, yeah, so May, May, May 20th, Wednesday, May 20th. 
Uh, and what kind, what kind of what kind of sound can we expect from from the new project, man? Is it? Oh, it's produced. It's produced by Dre the Ski Mask, so you can imagine like maybe some of the old, maybe some of the old Colt Mountain kind of beats, that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. You could imagine some like Memphis samples. You could imagine just like heavy bass and very stripped back bare instrumentals. Like just very simple. It's not like it's 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 dope though. We've got got some good merch in the pipeline. We're doing a hoodie with Scum Life. There's gonna only be twenty of them. And did you so did you come up with the concept for the EP together or did you did you come up with it yourself and then and then go looking for a producer to work with? No, we 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 were buying we were buying beats up and playing it off. I had to start thinking of some shit, and um, um, so um, I think it's I think it's Lemmy from Motorhead who had this. Uh, it was written on his guitar when he performed it, or, or maybe they even had a song called "Born to Lose" out for lunch. So like we were gonna, I always liked that phrase. So like we were gonna call it "Born to Lose" out for lunch, you know, just for fuck or out for lunch, because you don't want to get algorithmically fucked up and have to coming up with Motorhead when you Google it. No, I man, that is yeah, in yeah, fact yeah, a yeah. Motorhead track, "Born to Lose." Uh, yeah, rest so, in peace, Lemmy. Yeah, so yeah, uh, uh, yeah it's, it's it's like it, Monday's music follows quite like a sort of is quite dark and oftentimes melancholic. And what we've done is like we just we are his voice is a lot deeper than mine, so we really we 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 complement each other well. That's all I can say. It's funny we've had to make two music videos. The two music videos we haven't been able to uh, be with each other to film them. So I've made them entirely using iMovie and videos I've downloaded off of YouTube. So like that goes back to like the topic of like what we've been doing during quarantine. Like I've been learning iMovie. And like doing video collages and shit. Okay. So yeah, that's all gonna drop. We got a hoodie with Scum Life limited edition. There's only twenty of them. Oh. That that um hat you dropped for like the Clark's one, Clark's logo. Oh yeah, we had the hat. T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was sick, man. I rated that. Thank you. I think I think maybe the the cap or the beanie there might be a couple left, but the tees are gone. There's still there's still some vital left. There's a few left of them. They're not all sold out yet. Um, so yeah, we're having a good run. We're definitely having a good run. It's just gotta see where it goes with with May twentieth with me as a uh, releasing independently. Well, not independently, you know, just with with another artist, but not with the backing of a big UK hip hop label. Mm-hmm. So going back to back to our roots a little bit, relying on the internet, relying on our fan base. Yesterday, I sent out over eighty emails. I've been, you know, I've got, I've like assigned an art director to that project, oh, working shit. with merchandise. Like, you know, I do a lot of micromanaging for myself as an independent artist because I'm not, I'm not managed. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why, like, you could, I mean, you could probably. Some people, some people are like, oh shit, you're not managed. But for most people, it's easy to tell because you can see how accessible I am through my social media. I reply to people, I like things, I'm about all the time. You can find me. I think that's that, that's another thing that you know is helping me. 
me like not being a dickhead and me being a real person you know what i mean yeah 100 percent, man yeah 100 man so uh where can um before we before we sign off uh where can people find your music where can people find you on socials okay so um (laughs) (laughs) so uh all right we'll start instagram it's Young Puff Six Hunter. So that's Y U N G P U F F Six, the number, and then Hunter H U N N A. Young Puff Six Hunter, like Young Puff Daddy Six Hundred. Um. So, Instagram, uh, Twitter, CL Brooks, Facebook, CL Brooks. Most importantly, if you would like to support me in any way, go to clbrooks.bandcamp.com. That uh, those that brings more money to my pocket than any streams, and that's what I one of my many ways of finding a way to get back. So yeah, thank you. See, man, see, I know I can't. Bandcamp have like um, they've had a couple of days, haven't they, recently during lockdown, where they've like waived charges and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's um, really giving good. artists a helping hand, man. So I'm um, hopefully that becomes more of like a semi semi permanent thing going forward for um, independent artists selling their music on there. For sure, man. For sure. Yeah, I so think that I think they might be doing it every Friday while this lockdown shit goes on, at least in America or something. So you'll see a lot. Of, there's there's gonna be a lot of saturation on Fridays. So you know, like it's a good thing. It is. Everything's a blessing and a curse, you know. What I mean, like, I made some money on that Friday. It was a good day, but, <laughs> I, but no. But thank you so much for um allowing me to um let the people know where they can find me as well, man. I really appreciate that. Oh, man, no, it's... no, of course, of course. And, and when this yeah. is all over, man, you, we invite you to come down to Bournemouth, or we'll try and link up something in London. You've got to do mm. a face-to-face podcast. Man. Oh no, I need to come to Bournemouth. I've never been, and I have heard they've got sand on the beaches, not pebbles. Hey. I'm on the beach now. That's where I'm at. Yeah, man. it's always daytime, <laughs> man. Bournemouth, man. Yeah, exactly. man. And they got oh. they got night they got some good like nightclubs there, right? Like for like party partying, not like some hip hop shit, but for like fucking. Yeah, man. It's got a big it's got a big kind of nightlife scene in, yeah, in Bournemouth. Yeah. You kind of if you grew, if you grew up around it, you kind of grow out of it when you're quite young. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like everybody. Yeah. yeah. But it, if you were an outsider coming in, you would love it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's man. um. You'd have a good time there. Alright, man. Like, you know what? Like, if you guys know anybody, bring me through, I'll do a show, man. Like whatever. Sure. I'd love I'd love to come to Bournemouth any any day of the fucking week, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You know a few heads, so we'll um put you in contact with them and um like, event event planners and that. So no, not of course, man. Thank you very much. For sure, bro. But um before we uh before we sign off, Aiden man, where can you find us? You can find us on all streaming platforms, YouTube, Facebook, and all over the socials. Go follow us at Shotgun the Orc. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and um, and chuck us a like and that. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, thank you very much bricks, for taking man. the time to talk Peace. to us, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, everybody, stay safe. Peace. Yeah, yeah stay too. safe, Cheers. man. Peace. Bye-bye. Take care. Yeah.